in a book about managing nonprofits. Peter Drucker explains that organizations are built on trust, mutual understanding. And the one way to build mutual trust is for everyone to know what to expect from one another. He pointed out that every person involved needs to think through and write down what the organization should hold him or her accountable for. Then everybody has to make sure that this is understood from the bottom up the top down and sideways, which is a good thing because in a Unitarian Universalist church, it's kind of hard to tell the difference. If what, or there really might not be one. We're pretty level playing field, I think. Um, If what we expect from ourselves and each other is unclear, it becomes very easy for people to become disappointed because their expectations aren't met because what somebody else might assume their responsibility to be is not what this I assume it ought to be. All of those things have to be very clear or it becomes difficult for people in a nonprofit to move together and just work in concert. Uh, Drucker also pointed out that it's even more important in a nonprofit, which a church is, or at least they're supposed to be, but it's more important in these kinds of organizations than it is in a business to clarify commitments in relation and and clarify relationships and the responsibility that each has for making yourself understood. We don't all have the same ideas about what's appropriate or what's best or even what's true. So it's all the more important for us to create a concrete standard by which we can navigate. And the standard needs to be set high because you can never move upward in a standard. You can move slowly into a standard, but if it starts low, that's where it stays. I think our Unitarian Universalist seven principles that Susan was talking about are an exceptionally high standard. They are not, however, concrete in a way that helps us manage the organization. Our unison affirmation is another beautiful example of ideals upon which we want to build and and base our lives and, and live in the world around us, but in which there are no specifics for how to accomplish those tasks. So quite some time ago, a process was begun here to create what has come to be called a covenant of right relations. 
for our congregation. In other denominations, there are probably things that come down through the hierarchy, and those are the covenants by which you're expected to live and operate and, and interact. But because we have individual congregational polity, this congregation is solely responsible for generating its own covenant. Nobody else tells us what it should be. We began, if you'll look in your orders of service, there is a covenant. They're the yellow papers, or um, mine's not, but it's larger print. Um, On what would be a center column on the outside, there's a heading of how the covenant was created. And at some point, I hope you will read that. It was a process that started with every member of the congregation who cared to participate and then has has been um, put together through a a tedious process of trying to figure out what all of those... um, things meant and and assembling them into a cohesive, usable form. Um, This is not the culmination. This is where it is right now. This is the form in which, uh, the form that the board has approved at this point, but it does not become an official document of this church or really our covenant until such time as, as a congregation, in one of our official congregational meetings, we vote it to be our covenant. Um, right now, I would ask you to find the portion that says the need for covenant. It's also on the outside. And read that with me, please. We cannot do our best work together without learning what we expect from each other. A covenant is a declaration of our vision in real terms and serves as both a compass and a map. It is only by being in right relation with one another that we are able to create a just community. And I would add to that to create a beloved community. I realize, of course, that you can read all of this for yourselves, um, but the board suggested that we have an actual worship service around the covenant of right relations. Um, and I think going through, going through it together might give it that little bit of extra Gravity that I hope it will have, or meaning for us that I hope it will have. Um, the title of today's the, of today's message is "Beloved Community: How We Stand Face to Face, Toe to Toe, and Shoulder to Shoulder, All at the Same Time." This is where it starts. I would ask for the face-to-face part that you look at regarding interactions. 
like I said, this is kind of the skeleton. We understand that good communication is vital in any community. The way we communicate is integral to creating sustaining sacred space in light of this. I pledge to listen attentively in order to understand the views and opinions of others. Speak for myself with honesty, taking responsibility for my words, actions, and responses. None of these are automatic. They all take effort. I pledge to respect confidentiality and personal boundaries, to exhibit civility and manners, refraining from gossip, ridicule, attacks on others, offensive language, and inappropriate or aggressive behavior. To remember that the pulpit is a sacred space from which to weigh what is of value and speak with respect for the diversity of faiths and views we represent. To be a steward of the space, our facilities, treating them with particular respect, using all reasonable care, and leaving them better than I found them. To follow through with commitments I make or responsibilities I accept, communicating all relevant information to others. To use all forms of electronic and telecommunications respectfully, limiting unnecessary and or uninvited correspondence as much as possible. This is a very different tone than people who have been here for decades might associate with the church. To me, it represents the only way that we can respectfully coexist and deepen a relationship as community in a healthy way. While it may be our church family, this is not our, our personal home, and we need to be aware of all the people that are here with us, right? So that's about interacting and having respect for the space and the others in it and learning to... Um, be better in our interactions and asking more of ourselves in those interactions. For the toe-to-toe part, I would say let's look at regarding conflict resolution. Conflict in community is inevitable and can be healthy if properly managed. Our task is to find appropriate ways to express and resolve our conflict, recognizing that each of us has a role in resolving conflicts in a positive light. I join in covenant to allow time to identify and discuss differences. 
Speak openly on congregational matters of controversy using I statements. Attempt, when feasible, to resolve interpersonal disputes or grievances directly and privately, addressing conflict to the person when possible, and making time available to accomplish this. To take responsibility for my words, my actions, and my responses to your words. To hold one another accountable to the covenant. That means in a loving or compassionate way to call each other if we're getting out of covenant. Call each other on it. To follow established procedures for mediation if efforts to resolve matters individually are unsuccessful. Use appropriate channels, taking issues to the board in attempt to resolve controversies involving programs, policies, finances, or personnel. Personalities aren't listed there, except maybe as they're included in personnel. But those are for us to deal with directly from one to another. But because we, we really don't have those kinds of conflicts much, and because we're pretty good at listening to each other and facing our differences and trying to find places to have those discussions in healthy environments, we can move to the shoulder-to-shoulder part, which is regarding our church goals. This is how we move together through the world and in community or our efforts. Fostering religious freedom requires work and commitment. Understanding that the church is animated by our collective spirit, we covenant to create a safe... Why don't you read this one with me? We covenant to create a safe nurturing, positive, ecologically responsible environment that embraces diversity and discourages divisiveness. Cultivate reverence, reason, wonder, and compassion. Welcome members and visitors in a positive and inclusive manner. Encourage ethical commitment respectful deportment, exemplary character, and deeper living. Value, support, encourage, and facilitate spiritual growth in each other. Transcend petty prejudices by respecting each person's spiritual path and increasing understanding. To celebrate sacred moments and life's passages. There's one more paragraph I'd like you to read with me. 
It's the last paragraph at the bottom under regarding conflict resolution. In closing, I commit to helping create a welcoming, vibrant religious community where each person is free to search for truth and meaning in a safe environment that builds connections, renews spirit, inspires actions, and brings out the best in each of us. As I perceive it, this agreement sets a markedly different tone, like I said, than things that have have been fine here. It does not mean that anybody is going to censor our opinions. It does not mean that from this pulpit we will not still hear things that we don't occasionally agree with or like. But each point has come from you, the members, and still deserves careful consideration before we ultimately come in love to vote whether we want to adopt this covenant or not. I would like us to consider adopting it for a day. Try it on today. The specifics in this covenant are anything but effortless. It asks that we do the best we can, not the least we can do, and get by with. It articulates that the responsibility for the efficiency and well-being of this church rests more in the hands of the membership than it does in the staff or any office. The spirit of this document is considerably higher-minded than the letter. Have you caught any of the national news lately? The vehemence and vitriol that is a part of what's going on in our country these days are really kind of disturbing. The thing that we most need to do to have any effect at all on that is practice all of the things this is asking us to do. We begin our training in far less stressful circumstances uh, by doing it in safer places here with each other although at times we might be faced with hatred. There's a John Mayer song and I'm not holding up his his behavior of late but um, it talks about no one ever changes their minds because of something someone yells real loud or because of something that's printed on a sign. 
We can do our demonstrations, but the way that we change lives is working one-on-one with the people around us, and then that, that circle expands. If we change our hearts, we affect the dynamic of the whole. Our holy work is simply to become all the things that we profess to value, and we must do this in community.